we're back. We're back, baby boys and girls. It's been a while, but 85 is back at it again. How are you guys doing? I missed you guys. For those who are familiar with the podcast, welcome back. Great to have you back. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Glad to have you. Come on in. Make yourself comfortable. Take your pants off. Sit back. Enjoy this episode I did with Mr. Norman Nahar. For those of you who don't know Norman, he's one of the guitarists in the band Mondo Shawan, which is the band playing in the background right now. This is the song Shinto One, with which they just released. He's also formerly known from the band All That Bleeds. I got the pleasure to sit and talk to Norman as we started by just catching up on all the craziness that's been going on around us. And we started talking about how we got started playing music, what inspired him, and what continues to inspire him. We talked about the importance of recording your music and taking a step back as a musician and remember what got us here in the first place, being a listener and a fan of the music. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let's start the music and get on with the show. Finally, back at it again. in and out for shows here like we hang out here so yeah being a homebody once the uh, the pandemic hit i was like it was no nah. not real change huh not really You're like yeah this is the headquarters it was just yeah walking into the stores and like the lines and stuff that's when it was like whoa right that's when it was like a really because I, I remember when this whole thing started i'm like yeah this thing's not as crazy as people think right i don't know that was just me same I'm and then right there yeah you go to the store and you're like Shit, there really is no toilet paper. For real, yeah. Right? Yes. You're like, I thought this was a joke. Like, this is... I didn't know if that was an El Paso thing. Same. Even, like, today, too, like, with the gas. Or oh, like, dude, you saw that? I went, so, I'm, you know, I'm driving down there, and I see the lines, and I'm like, what? So, you actually saw the, so actually saw the lines? Yeah. I was seeing everyone posting, and I'm like, that's not... That can't be. Yeah. Or at least up here in the Northeast, yeah. And I'm like, God damn. <laughs> it was mostly, like, Sam's and Costco yeah, and all those other no. places. Yeah, because it's like I live. I live in Central, so the hood doesn't give a shit, man. You know. What part of Central? Um, off of Dyer, man. I live on Fillmore, so by like oh. Copia Piedras. Yeah, dude, I, that's where I grew up. Fort Boulevard. No, yeah. Fort Boulevard, uh, Alabama. Yeah, 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 went yeah. To Austin, yeah, man. You went to Austin? Yeah. Yeah, I'm right, right there, man. I I tried to buy a house down there, and I was like, it was it's not right. happening. At that's expensive over there. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's cheaper over here in the Northeast. True. And bigger houses too. Yeah, it's right. not bad, man. No, and I don't. I don't think there's much of a difference. No, between like barrios or whatever you want to yeah. call. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I'm an old school guy. Like I'll buy anything. I can fix it up. You know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna spend there. I'm gonna die there. Probably bury me in the backyard. <laughs> you know, I'm like, dude, that's what I say. Just give me I anything like, comfortable. I was like, here. dude, if it's legal, just don't even ask. Just <laughs> yeah, I'll <laughs> dig the hole out. myself. You know what to do. <laughs> just take me back there. Hell yeah, you know. Put, put me in a giant guitar coffin case yes, and just <laughs> hey. like call it a day. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's not much of a difference in, in side of town between central and northeast. So I kinda like both sides. True. Very true. Uh not talking shit on any other side of town, but no, no. You all it's know that the northeast and central is where it's at. Yeah. Everyone else uh, uh, I, as I've recently learned, it's it's the northeast. Oh not the northeast, it's the northeast. <laughs> no northeast. Where you live, northeast. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this guy's, uh, oh, this guy's uh, legit. Uh, I feel you. <laughs> That's cool, man. But they didn't like the whole 
pandemic thing, they didn't really stop you guys from writing, practicing. We did shut it down uh, within a few weeks. Um, Zane, our drummer, um, lives with his mom and his younger brother. There's that, you know, that worry there. Right. Uh, we're all pretty much in sales, restaurant. Um, so we come into contact with a lot, a lot of people. Of people yeah. yeah. So we felt it was just better to stop. Everybody was kind of freaking out. Like, yeah, because it was so unknown. Mm-hmm. You know? But then, you know, luckily, well, hopefully no one, you know, got sick or anything like that. No, not really. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. My wife actually. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. she did. It's all right, man. She got the best antibodies right now. Yeah, fairly recently she got it. Um, so, but we had a good run. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Super appreciative. So, but yeah, the band, we shut it down for, I want to say, maybe two months. Okay. About two months. Um, We kept in contact as much as Lou. Uh. Our bass player Lou Sublaski. Oh, Lou's fucking killer, that dude man. is the the meme daddy, the Me- GIF king. Fucking Lou daddy. Yeah, he was so you know that's how we kept in the loop. He'd send something and ah. I need, get, I need to get Lou in the podcast. <laughs> Lou, if you listen to this, man, you need to get on an episode, dude. For real, dude's killer. I don't know if you can cuss yeah. on these, but you're gonna oh hell yeah, that. you're gonna need that beep with Lou. Yeah, that's all right, man. I'm I'm the same way, dude. <laughs> uh, this isn't censored at all. You can say. All the fucking words you want, just right like on. that. Cool, fuck <laughs> yeah, Lou, Lou's a fucking killer, man. Yeah, he's cool, man. All he's, you guys are killer, dude. To be honest people. with you, it's, I appreciate it's, that. Um, that's that's one of the cool things about like Mondo Shawin, which I loved because I saw everyone that was in the band. I'm like, it makes sense. Right on. Like all these guys make sense to be together. Wow, that's you know cool. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like you guys are so fucking talented, and I think you guys really. Uh, Enhances your guys' skills together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I th- I hear s- different influences, but they mesh really well together. Cool. You know what I mean? And one thing for sure is like, uh, like dude, uh, since I've seen you, you've always been like fucking extended range. Like, how I have to squint my eyes. I'm like, how many fucking strings is that? <laughs> you know? From, yeah, from, I feel that. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah. Um. I'm. I know every podcast I've heard, somebody always mentions Hector, Hector C. Dude, that's my dude. Yeah, fucking love that guy too. He was always huge inspiration. The eight strings were coming out, and uh, I remember picking his brain. You know how to go with it. I remember literally ordering, like the first series that Ibanez came out with the eight string, and uh, walking around the house with it. I got it. Uh-huh. I didn't even break it out. I would literally walk around, just put it on, and. You know, you, you're you. jamming when you're watching. Yeah, just to get used to it because it was like so it's, foreign. Yeah. Super yeah. foreign. Yeah, so I was when, because um, I've always been, for the longest time, I was just a six-string player. Right on. And even with, uh, <laughs> I would say this because with, Mar- with my old band, March of Doom, everything was written in standard E. Okay. Just because when we started playing the band, I was like, well, we started when we were, I was, uh, it was me and Miles, and we were 15 years old. You know, it's just the dream you have as a kid. You get your first guitar and you learn how to play power chords. And okay, let's start a band. <laughs> you know, you had this shit like white drum set. I don't even know what it was, but it sounded like ass. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, the first fucking song we wrote, I remember, it was like I called it "Kill." You know, fucking fifteen-year-old shit. And it was literally just fucking power chords, dude. If I could remember, I think it was just a D, a G, and an F or something like that. <laughs> And I just played as fast as we fucking could. And, uh, yeah. And, and I always say, like, I was, dude, I was so dumb. I didn't know you, I didn't know you could tune the guitar a different way. 
I didn't know that. I feel you. Yeah. I had no idea. So back every, then everything was real. There was no YouTube. I mean, it yeah. Was, so it was yeah, just like yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. Right. And then most of like I, I grew up a punk rocker and a thrash kid. So all the bands I used to listen to played in standard E. Yeah. So that that was my world. I'm like. Yeah, everything's played in standard, and I would try to learn different songs. Like, this doesn't sound right <laughs> at all. I guess it's the gear. I don't know. Right. And so when we started Doom, everything was written in standard E. I didn't realize this until much later on. I'm like, well, I think it's too late now to, to change the formula. It's working. It sounds heavy. Right. Why not keep it? Right. And it wasn't until afterwards where I'm like, you know, fuck, I'm going to get a seven string. Just... I don't have one. Let's try it. Let's do it. it. I want it. Yeah. And then got one, started fucking tunings. And then a friend of mine, shout out to Rudy, uh, selling his eight string. I'm like, fuck it. Why not? I want it. Let's try it. Yeah. And uh, I'm used to them. I'm used to eight strings now. Like, I can't play anything else. I can, but they just seem so tiny in your hands now, right? I feel that. But yeah, man. Yeah. Shout out Hector. Dude, it's a killer. Yeah, that dude is just, you know, super encouraging, super knowledgeable. I mean, he's... Yeah, one of the nicest, coolest dudes ever. He's helped all the bands that I've ever been in just time and time again, whether it was recording, advice, um, you know, structure, uh, equipment. I mean, that guy is just, he's giving, he's hes very, yeah, no, he's, he's a very giving dude. He's one of the most talent pe- talented people I know. I've always told him he's one of the best guitars I've ever met. Looked oh, up to yeah. him as a kid, and it's so cool to have him to be such a cool guy. Sure, you know, like they say, don't meet your heroes because they're gonna be dicks. Yeah, exactly. That's not the case. No, not with that guy. No, and I've seen him. I mean, he's played bass. I think yeah. he was with like Wick War for a minute, or he he did some project with the the some of the Pissing Razor guys. Shout out to those Shout guys. Out Pissing Razors, hell yeah! They Legends. fucking paved the way oh, and, yeah. and 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 showed like, oh shit, yeah. It can be done. Yeah. It can be done. We can be from El Paso yeah. and make ourselves known in this world. And I remember seeing those guys just on the street, in a bar, what have you. And f- I guess me, because I'm, I'm the classic fan. Yeah. Like I, I play in bands, but I love going to shows. Uh, obviously, I don't get to make it out to many, not because of the pandemic, but yeah, um, yeah family, whatnot, but... The minute those guys walked onto the stage, whatever project it was, whatever venue, it was like special, man. Because those guys were, I had just seen them drinking a beer, and now they're up there, and they were they were kings, man. They're, they're like uh, like, they're like that Rick James skit from <laughs> from uh, Dave Chappelle. Sure, they have a they have an aura. Yes, they have an aura to them. Yeah. Like they once they step on stage, it's just electrifying, yeah. man. Yeah. Like you feel it a hundred percent. And then once they start playing, you're like. A hundred percent, yeah. Like, and it's know. not hammy. It's just like uh, just revere those guys. I yeah, like, no, for real. absolutely. Yeah, because uh, yeah, so I went through stages on punk rock, thrash, and then I went hardcore. And I was a big Piss and Razor fan before when I was a kid. I had I, I honestly didn't know they were from here. Wow. Until uh, I was jamming Piss and Razors, I was like, "Oh, you like Piss and Razors?" I was like, yeah. I was like, "Yeah, it's so cool. They're from here." I'm like, "What? <laughs> what? Yeah, no way." And I was like, "Yeah, dude." I'm do my research and like. Shit, this whole time, yeah, I've been a fan and I didn't even know. Probably bumped into him at Chico's or something, yeah, and I had no idea, yeah. you know, Absolutely. probably passed him so many fucking times <laughs> and had no clue, right on. But shout out Pissing Razors, man, they really, like I said, they made oh, yeah, the reality of like, yeah, the dreams can be true, yeah, you know, undoubtedly. But so, speaking of all that, 
what got you let's start with what got you into music man um like all honesty i guess it was kind of like the whole cliche you know uh growing up poor okay yeah yeah <laughs> for know? real i could um, <laughs> i could relate to that getting a couple bucks we used to go down to Juarez every other weekend or whatever for haircuts, $2 haircuts, $1 haircut. Um, and over there, I mean, you know, everybody's on the, there's a few guys on the street corner and they're trying to, you know, trying to make their living playing guitar. And it's, you kind of notice that you walk into a music store down there and you can get a, an Iron Maiden album, which that's where I bought all my albums for like five bucks. I used um, to buy my shirts all the time over there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but uh, where I have to say, like, it really hit me was I was probably in middle school. Okay. Uh, and there was this guy that used to live down the street from me. And he was always that, like, surfer guy. We're in El Paso Desert. And <laughs> this guy had the OP shorts and the Vans before anybody knew who Vans were. My man's carrying a surfboard. You're like, what? <laughs> the skateboard, yeah. <laughs> right along. The Frisbee. Uh, you know, so friends with that guy shoot hoops. And it's kind of like regular bike riding stuff. And uh, one day I went to his house to, so we can go ride skateboards or whatever. And I hear him playing in his room. He's playing classical guitar. Okay. So uh, his mom let me in and I walked in there and I was like, and he was there with the music stand and, you know, the music. And he was, he was actually playing. He wasn't just strumming. He was, it was legit. Yeah. His, his, I believe it was his father who had gotten him into classical guitar. And I was like, wow. I remember, you know, that first sight of, Wow, he's that's like real music. It's yeah. not just banging on something. Um and uh you know, I asked him a few questions and we're throwing the frisbee or whatever. Little by little he just got me into it really. Okay. Started showing me like Andres Segovia and uh you know, he had shown me like some competition pieces, uh classical music where he had competed and uh, actually gotten rated and it wasn't like so much that you're competing against another guitar player, you're just trying to get a, a rating, like an A rating. Right. Um and I was just you know, kind of the sports kid at the time and competitive by nature, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I was I was just really enthralled with his uh, the movement, the hand movements and the posture. Because, um, you know, this is a kid where, like, you know, pot was like the rage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and it's kind of hanging out in the whole slacker uh, persona. But when he was playing, his, again, his posture was good. His technique was like, and I didn't know what technique was at that time, but I could just see his hand. But you see the change of... I'm a yeah. person right yes. there. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like that, like, that's not Fred, you know, and yeah. his name was uh, Alfredo Olivas. Um, but yeah, and it really made an impact on me. And I was like, wow. Um, so like early on, I didn't really, I didn't even want to be a rock guitar player. I wanted okay. to be a dedicated classical, classical guitarist. Hell yeah, man. So um, he would give me pieces of music and he kind of like explained the whole staff and meter and whatnot, treble clef, you know, he just kind of broke it down for me and he would give me a piece of paper. And I don't know if he was testing me at that time, if he was that guy or he was just like throwing me a bone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but you know, when you first pick up a guitar, you either devour it yeah, or it's just kind of like, ah, whatever, you know? And yeah, it's, it's either you, um, you say, okay, yeah, I'll I'll put this aside or you just can't get enough of it. Exactly. Yeah, and he just started to feed me, and he would bring me like uh, newspaper clippings where there was uh, lessons being offered at some rec center or whatnot. And man, I was like, I was hitting it hard. Oh yeah. Um, and it was really, I I loved it. I loved it. So you say you were on middle school around this time? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like uh, about thirteen, fourteen. About fourteen. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I got to high school, 
And then that was like a whole other realm, you know. Um, that's when like the love, the hair started to grow. <laughs> Still kind of doing the sports thing, and uh, but now I knew they offered uh, guitar classes like for high school. I was like, well, you can get a credit for that. Oh shit! And um, I didn't know it at the time, and I honestly like because I'm an old school guy. If you check with some of the old school guys, but I had this music teacher, um, uh, Mr. Arzola, mm-hmm. and he taught at Austin, and he taught at Burgess. And this guy was like serious, dude. Like he took in his little drum machine. He had his little thin line acoustic nylon guitar. He would take in, you know, a few electrics. And, uh, but he was like serious about this. Like, if you're going to be in my class. You got to be, mm-hmm. this ain't no joke. I remember the first couple of weeks, he would just have us studying basic chord shapes and whatnot. And he would walk around and he would ask you, hey, uh, what are you playing there? Play that again. You know, you're just G. C D whatever and he was like, Oh, let me see your pick. And if he didn't like your pick, if it was too thin, he'd snap. Oh it. shit. And he'd pull out a like a two millimeter pick and he's like, If you're gonna be a serious guitar, you know, play with this pick. And it was just kind of like it was that that realm where like this is This is serious. Yeah, absolutely. This ain't no playing games. This absolutely. Is, that's awesome. So he would jam around, he would be like, Oh, that music you listen to. That was the first guy that I ever heard the name L D Miola from. Oh shit! He was like, "Oh, El Miola," because everybody at that time was about Momstein. Yeah, Momstein, Momstein was yeah. coming up, and he was like, "Momstein's yeah. ripping this guy off." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, where do you think he got that from? <laughs> that fusion. He ain't, he ain't original, <laughs> but he just he just did the Momstein just got that copied his style and was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna play it faster." And he had he had better hair. I'm not gonna. Yeah, lie. I had those pants, dude. <laughs> You're right, A little high heel boots, little high heel like boots, <laughs> leather pants, toy, toy, toy uh, leather hey. pants. He's Absolutely. still doing that till this day. Yeah, he's Props. not gonna change. Props to Melmstein. <laughs> the gold. The, the dude's still stuck in the eighties. Someone's <laughs> better tell him what year we're in. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't think he knows. Yeah, most definitely. That's awesome, man. So you you were very um, I don't even know what the word is, um, but you got a, you got a good education in it. I guess you can say. Yeah, and it was I did. a, um, and that was like. Not to date myself, um, but that was part of like the the whole eighties thing, which was again I'm dating myself as far as my age. But um, back then, like you know, you had so many guitar players that were in probably shit bands, you know. Yeah. But some of the those guitar players were like no joke. No, exactly. They were you know rippers, man. And Malmsteen, my my number one guy was always always, and to this day. Uh, it's Randy Rhodes. Oh, I fucking love Randy. That, yeah, he was just, you know, um, and it was that that whole technique thing. Like, you really had to know what the hell you were doing, you know. It was You couldn't just go out there and, and bullshit. Um, e- even um, I remember, you know, like Motley Crue. Uh, you know, Motley Crue was, like, the biggest thing in the world. And so many guitar players were just, like, hypercritical of Mick Mars. And, and one of the local guys that I had revered at the time um, – Caesar uh, Posadas was just like he was very talented. He was a really good guitar player. Um, and he actually played in a cover band with Eddie Garcia. Oh shit! Yeah, I think they were called Eclipse. I could be wrong about this. Sorry if I get this wrong, guys. <laughs> but I just remember that guy was like, and we were talking smack one day, me and some friends about Mick Mars, and Caesar was just like, you know, that guy's recording albums. He's playing to a click. What are you doing? And it was just like. You know, Damn. but again, you know, it was just that 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 focus on technique and rhythm and and uh, theory, and it was it was that was a tough time to grow up as far as a guitar player. Yeah, that sounds pretty hardcore. Yeah. But you got a very good point, though. 
like that era, you could take the shittiest band you could think of, but guaranteed that fucking guitar player rips. Had to. Had to. Yeah, absolutely. You could take a fucking take fucking warrant. That's a good one, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can take warrant, and you go, dude, warrant. Who the fuck is Warren? Yeah. Warren sucks. <laughs> they got one good song, but that guitarist rips. Oh yeah, no doubt. You know, no doubt. And he's in the studio, and he was cutting tracks, and and that this is time where you can't cheat that kind of stuff. Exactly. There was no guitar pro where you you computerize it and it plays it for you. You had to play that absolutely, and clean and as quickly and in one take if possible yeah. you can because you're you're wasting all the way through yeah, yeah. you're wasting tape <laughs> true that you i'm like damn yeah that's a really good point true that like these guys are all rippers no matter you can shit on any of those bands but guaranteed better guitar player than you oh yeah <laughs> you know uh, probably still to this day probably till <laughs> to this day yeah exactly i'm like yo mick mars yo i think i always uh Cousin Max, we were just talking about him. He was a he's still a huge Motley Crue fan. Oh, awesome. And so I would always listen to Crue all the time. Not my favorite, but they're still killer and I respect them. Yeah. I remember hearing McMars, I'm like, there's something different about this guy. Right. You know, because you could take any of those other bands, but there's something a little bit different from this guy. He just does something a little bit And that's probably what made Motley Crue. He's probably the one guy that didn't belong in Motley Crue. For yeah, exactly. That's exactly. He didn't fit in that whole glam thing. No, like you could probably you could probably take make Mars riffs, just take those guitar riffs out, put a different drummer, bassist, and a vocalist, and it probably doesn't sound like glam. Yeah, you're probably right. Right, it probably Absolutely. sounds like something completely different, but the guitar work's still gonna be killer. I believe it. The tone's gonna be there. I think he was one of the first ones to have like a lower tuning. Yeah, I think he was playing in C. I don't know if I'm. I could be wrong, but. Some shit like that, which is, you know, kind of crazy <laughs> considering it was like hair metal, glam metal, whatever you want to call it. You're right. You know? Like he was, Indeed. Uh, uh, yeah, I have big respect for Mick Mars. And then fucking life is cruel and then gets him this weird oh, yeah, fucking man. disease where yeah. he can't really play anymore. Like, that, that dude was crazy, too. Some <laughs> his, um, yeah, I'm uh, sure he had his, <laughs> you know? He had like, his fun. Absolutely. For a couple of lifetimes, <laughs> but yeah, but Randy Rhodes, yeah, man, that's oh, man. that's an awesome idol to have because, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, uh, like you 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 say theory, I'm like, I don't really know much about theory. And I said, um, I envy your your upbringing in guitar with it being like pretty strict and and very professional, even yeah, at a young age. I grew up fucking guitar punk rock style, just <laughs> which is cool, you know, and. Like, I guess, um, kind of along the vein that you're speaking about, like Kevin's always saying stuff like that. Kevin Armstrong or the guitar player. Shout out Kevin. Man, that dude, it, you know, he's like always putting himself down. He's like, oh, I don't know theory. I don't know. And then he is like the riff daddy. <laughs> and he's got that killer right hand. Dude, he's and got it, the right hand of doom, that boy. His left he's... hand is no joke. And I'm looking at him like. This guy is playing possum. He's giving me this woe is me, and, and then he's... I've always told him he's got a killer right hand. Dude. Like, he's, he's, he's been a, a, like a breath of fresh air. He's, man, that guy's just, you know, it, his plane is on point. He's, he's, he's exciting. Um, I kind of like that whole thing that maybe 
quote unquote, he doesn't know, you know, about theory and keys and stuff. That just makes it more fresh. That's true. You know, it's just like, it, good, it man. brings a different perspective. Absolutely. Because you can have three, five guys that know theory and they're all going to be arguing about which theory is yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, what key in the what box. Keys, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So. And then you throw someone who doesn't know it, they'll throw in something that you probably would have never thought of. Yeah. You know? True that. And like uh, we were talking about earlier, it takes it to a different direction. A hundred percent. And now you go, okay, now it sounds even better. It's just something I didn't even think of. Yeah. But even even not knowing anything, <laughs> listening to Randy Rhodes, you're like, yo, this guy knows something. <laughs> you know? Like, man. he's doing something different. Yeah. But it sounds great. It was precise, man. Preci- I, I so clean. Yes. So clean. Like, I remember I was watching, uh, I forgot the name of the show, but uh, it's a... Uh, it's Ozzy and, and his son, and they're traveling. Oh, yeah. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, I think and I have. <laughs> Ozzy's adorable. You know, we have to protect that man at all costs. <laughs> oh, man. My heart well, my heart can't take it when he leaves Lemmy this was, earth. Yeah, that was, but Ozzy, uh, I don't think. I don't think I could handle no. it, man. But they went to, like, some underground bunker where they keep a bunch of stuff, you know what I mean, in case the world ends. <laughs> they have everything filed and stored, so when civilization survives, they could go into this bunker and, Pretty much all our history is there. Jesus. And they have they had the uh, Blizzard of Oz on tape there, like the original recordings. Wow. And they're playing uh, Crazy Train, and they're playing Randy Rhodes solo, and they and they solo the track. Oh. And it's just him playing. Yeah. And it is ridiculously clean. Yeah. Like, it's incredible. Bro. I know it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he was, he was killer, man. Yeah, and you can hear where he's, like, firmly rooted in that. You know that aura of theory and whatnot, and but I mean, he was just—he had that flair. He was—he was—he was awesome, man. Yeah, like he, I said, he had his sound, he had his look, he had this personality mm-hmm. on the stage. The look, man. And yeah. you know, I—I I meet a lot of guitar players, or we talk, and Randy Rhodes, and you know, we're uh, we're men, you know, we're not supposed. To, but yeah, you see that guy, and he was. It's freaking beautiful, man. It's gorgeous, dude. Are you kidding me? Hair from that long, hell. flowy, yes. golden blonde hair, like that man. Yeah, and, and and you're right. It's all part of the package, man. And you see him, and it's just like, it's kind of, you know, not to bring that up, but it's like it's like Eddie, man. When you saw <sighs> Eddie back then, he's Eddie, yeah, man. For real. Yeah, that was that. I think that was the shittiest part of the last year too. Yeah. It was just that. I was at work, and I was so bummed, like. Incredibly bummed, like uh, it sucked. Yeah, like, you I know feel that's that. that's a legend. That's a he's he's a god in my mind. There's no there's no touching him. There's he's immortal. You know. Yeah, there there's but, um, again the cliche, but there won't be for a long time. There won't be anybody. Oh no, of course not. He broached that, but he, he uh, that's another guy who just had that look. He had everything. He had the technique. He had the know? technique, the style, the look, mm-hmm. the attitude, the presence on stage. Loved it. You know, loved being up there. The the even the Frankenstrat man. You know, never seen anything like till this day. <laughs> till right? this day, haven't seen anything like oh, that. Oh man, if if one of these, you know. Immensely talented guitar players that you see on YouTube and Instagram was to come out and had that guitar, he'd get ripped to shit. Oh yeah, are you kidding me? They're oh, like, it's not custom. Oh, you know, they yeah. would, they would eat him up. They would eat him up, and he didn't give it down. Not not no not a single fuck given. No, nope. and and his hands did the talking. You're like, 
I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> I can't hear you. I'm too busy melting people's faces all the time. And the tone, man. Yeah. Original? The tone. Yeah. From from being from that time, tell me a heavier tone. He, give me a oh, heavier yeah. guitar tone. No. You know? He had his effects. He had his go-to effects, and it was just all signature. All signature. Fingerprints all across that thing. That, that heavy, heavy, heavy distortion. I've said it many times. If it wasn't for Eddie... We wouldn't have metal, man. Like, sure. We, like, I mean, we all can, I think we all read Black Sabbath is the granddaddy of them all. They're the ones that set the style, the oh, tone, yeah. you know, and the atmosphere. Indeed. But when it came to guitar tone, Eddie just took it to the next fucking yeah. level. Like, you can, you can hear, you can hear a Van Halen song and you go, dude, is, that's almost like death metal tone. <laughs> you know? The distortion on it, it's, it's. Innovative man. Oh, there it is. How heavy is that? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And you put the flanger on that. Yeah. Another classic. Yeah. Signature. Heavy, heavy, heavy tone. Yeah. Too cool. Too cool. Like uh, yeah. Like I grew. When growing up, I'm like, I need an EVH amp. Oh, I need it. <laughs> Just because I need that. I yeah. finally got one. I'm like, yep, still my favorite app. Uh, is it really? AVH5153, man. That's my yeah. that's my go-to right 50, now. 50, 100 watt? Which one you got? 50. Nice. 50. I hear so many, so much good things about that 50 watt. Dude, I'll let you try it. It's killer. I love Sick. it. We got, yeah. got it for cheap as hell. Did you really? Yeah. Like both the head and the the 2 by 12 Ooh. Oh, that's, yeah. Steel. I, I, I swear by 212s now. I'm... Right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, growing up, I was always about like, oh, I need a full stack. Yeah. I need a full stack. I need two four by 12s I need 200 watt amps. Yeah. I need to connect them all together, have them all blasting. I need to be fucking Lemmy. <laughs> but uh, now I'm like, it takes too much fucking space. Oh, man. <laughs> They're so goddamn heavy. Yeah. The load time is oh. just ridiculous. But two by 12s is where it's at. Yeah. Man. I feel that too. I yep. think they have a better tone even. Yep. Especially recording. I agree. Even dude, even have you even one by twelves sound killer. I've never actually gone through a one twelve. Have you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oof. I, nice. I, so, I not for practice, not for practice, not for live shows. Recording. But recording. Nice. Because you really get that speaker just pushing. Uh, you know, that's kinda what you want. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds killer. Right on. And I, I need to invest in a good one by twelve. I think that's gonna be my go to recording. <laughs> and just leave it there. Just leave it there. Don't touch it. Don't, don't touch it. it. It's going to be mic'd forever. <laughs> don't bump into it. Because micing a cab is a pain in the ass, too. Right on. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. Because <laughs> it's just like any little thing changes everything. Yeah. You're just like, damn. I feel that. But, yeah, man. Randy Rhodes, Van Halen. Incredible guitar players. Yeah. You yeah. had Momstein. You had uh, Tony McAlpine. Sorry about that. You're good, man. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, Tony McAlpine. That's another oh, killer yeah. one, man. Vinnie Moore. I mean, Vinnie Moore. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's like, that's the old school. And then uh, for me, it got it started to get more progressive. I mean, Maiden, you know, Maiden are just, you had Queensryche. Uh, Queensryche. And then, yeah, if it wasn't for Maiden, Queensryche, you wouldn't have progressive metal. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You wouldn't have prog, dude. Absolutely. At all. Power metal, you wouldn't have any of that if it wasn't for Maiden and Queensryche. And yeah. those those power metal vocals are just insane. 
every one of those bands too had sick drummers. Oh that, yes, that's actually. Uh, I know we were talking a little bit earlier, and you were saying about maybe uh, you, the front man. That's what yeah. you would have seen. I wanted to be a drummer. You wanted to be a drummer. I wanted to be a drummer. I, then, drumming uh, never called to me. My parents, you know, we went at a music store, and they were like, "It's uh, a thousand. Nope, nope. <laughs> Dr- oh, shout out to the drummers. <laughs> it's so expensive oh, to be man. a fucking drummer, dude. True. It sucks. True. And that. All the gear, all the loading, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, my heart goes out to the drummers, man, because <laughs> it sucks. You got pro- the most expensive gear, the most pieces of gear, <laughs> the load time sucks, yeah. unloading sucks. Yeah. No one really helps you. <laughs> yeah. Because we all know how much drums suck, like unloading and loading them. And not only that, they're the most physical yeah. in any band. Yeah, true. Very true. I feel sorry for all the drummers, especially my drummer. Sorry, Max. I, <laughs> I don't know how he does it. Shout out to drummers. Shout out to drummers. <laughs> my bad, dude. Because guitars, like, I don't know about you, but the more I play, the more warmed up I am, the longer I keep on going. I Yeah, I'm right, right there with you. Absolutely. Because when you start, it's just like, oh, man, my wrist hurts. Okay, But then once you start getting warmed up, you're like, okay, let's, let's go. This. Let's yeah. keep on going. Drummers aren't that. Drummers are like, dude, how many times do we have <laughs> to right. play? Please, yeah. <laughs> like they're good. Like the first, five they're good. Minutes. The first five minutes, <laughs> we're good. Like the last, yeah. You, you'll do the, you'll do the, half the sets perfect. Towards the end of the set, you're like you're slowing down a bit, doggy. Let's go. <laughs> you know, and it's I feel I feel bad for him, especially like, well, drummers in general. Yeah. Yeah, I Again, there's that. not even a specific genre. Every genre, I think the drummer has the hardest part. Yeah, except relentless. For, except yeah. for indie music, because there's no such thing as a drummer in indie bands. <laughs> 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 For most, I think. Yeah, it's all simple work. <laughs> the guy forgets he's there, even there too. Right on. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Iron Maiden. I remember when I first heard Maiden, I was like, "Whoa, yeah, shit. that was that was a game changer." That that you know the whole. Seven minute, you know, yeah, ten minute songs. It was like, man, that was epic, and uh, you know, it was kind of like a, I guess, like a refresher course too. Is like where you know, most times a guitar is not front and center in bands like that. You know, you have this wailing singer just killing it. Yep. You know, you got the drummer, you got the double bass, uh, the bass player, Oof. who you find out later is writing ninety nine percent of the song and. It's kind of like that's when you start to really delve into stuff like song structure. Song structure, the idea of of now these songs have more of a meaning. Absolutely. There's a story behind them. Uh, There's even concepts of it. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Like maybe I'm wrong, but maybe Maiden. I don't know if Maiden's the first one to do concepts or there's other bands, but first ones I ever heard, I'm like, oh, shit, this whole thing's a... Storyline behind yeah, something, exactly, you know? absolutely, and it's like rooted in like real history. Re- yeah, exactly. You know, it's like oh, I always, said, I always said, well, you know, Iron Maiden was my best history teacher. You know, what <laughs> I mean? you're not wrong. Bruce Dickinson was my history teacher, <laughs> and he was <laughs> yeah, the he whole was time, hitting like, it. Yeah, fucking loved history class, absolutely. Man. But yeah, Iron Maiden, like, and that that was uh, probably another. Oh, I remember yeah. when I heard this song, dude. Oh, yeah. This is like. The dual guitars, yeah, and then that bass is just killer, just cutting through everything. The whole mix, yeah, his fingers are insane. 
Yeah. So, like with Maiden, did you see them first or did you hear them first? I heard them first. Same. I heard them first. Um, never saw, like, the imagery behind it. Right. You know? I just heard the songs. I said Iron Maiden was the first, I think, one of the first songs I heard. And I'm like, wow, this is just incredible. You know? The guitars, the dual set, the dual guitars, the incredible oh, solos, the bass. One of the first times I actually heard the bass cut through the mix. And he's not he's not playing exactly what the guitars are playing. No, I, don't you love that? It's I amazing. Like, yeah. Oh. It's like he actually stands out. He's doing his own thing. Um, it's, it's catchy as hell. Yes. You remember what the bass parts are. Yeah. That's probably the first time you're to stop air guitar and now you're doing air bass. You know? <laughs> Yeah, you're like, damn. I never thought of that, but that's so true. Yeah, now that is very true. Yeah, you stop doing air guitar now. Picking <laughs> up was, the bass yeah. now. Let's do it. And and chiller man. And then uh, once I saw, uh, it was the Killers album. I'm like, what the fuck oh, is man. this? Yeah, you know, that was and one then, of those five dollar albums from J Town. Yeah. Shout out to J-Town. Shout out to J-Town. I'm telling you, I used to get so many band shirts from there. So cheap, and they had, like, the best band shirts ever, Hell too, yeah. man. Stuff you wouldn't find here. Or if uh, you did, you'd probably buy it for, like, five times, ten yeah. times the price. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But, uh, uh, yeah, J-Town, dude, I don't, think, I don't think people give J-Town enough credit for the scene they had there. Oh, right? And still do, you know? Some killer bands, killer players, man. Killer oh. bands, killer players. Um, They know their stuff, and they're passionate. Passionate, passionate Absolutely. fans, you know. And it's just I think Mexico fans are just like that. They're like, they they don't fuck around. Kevin's got a a little side project with a uh, Jay Ariaga. Yeah, yeah. Um, that the Ramstein, the Ramstein, uh, uh, but they Tribute. show videos and Jay shows down there. And man, there's like you know two three hundred people in those bars, and I'm like, what? Yeah, I've been wanting to play a show there so for the longest time, but uh, hopefully when this all blows over, yeah. We can do it. Something. Something Just, has to come back. Like, um, like, I don't know if you remember a band called Limerence. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Shout out uh, to everyone in Limerence. Shout out Hector. That, he's, another, he's one of my <laughs> dudes, too. Insane, insane musicians. Absolutely. Like, Those guys probably should have been signed. Probably. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They should have been signed so long ago. Yeah. They really should have been huge, in my opinion. Indeed. Their songwriting, the like I said, the the talent of each musician was insane. Super techy, great shows. They super weren't just techie. standing there. Yeah, there. super techy, great presence, yeah. great shows. Yeah, those guys were awesome, yeah. and they were such cool dudes too. Every Absolutely. one of them was so down to earth. Like they weren't, they talked to you, they would give you compliments. I remember they gave me compliments. Like, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, don't cut yourself short. <laughs> <laughs> I don't deserve that at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, Iron Maiden, and I think, like I said, they're one of the ones that really brought the imagery absolutely into everything. You know, man. now it's just, now it's like okay, and there's a look to this now yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was a performance, man, and uh. Probably one of the first bands that I had really seen that they were just like, like puppies on a the stage. They were just everywhere. You had Steve Harris jumping off of shit. You had, and I was like, oh, all right, you know. Yeah, they're all running around. It was insane. You're like, damn. I was like, all right, that's a live show. And that's when probably I wanted to start like performing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was your first show? Kiss. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it was a kiss show. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. 
super, I don't know, you know, you get nervous, you walk in and you're, there's like all these people there. Um, hadn't really experienced anything like that. And then, you know, the lights are on, everybody's walking around, you know, you're looking at the girls, all the long hair dudes, all of a sudden the lights go down, the lighters go on and everybody starts cheering. And again, man, there was just that rush. It's like, oh shit, like something's about to, my life is about to change. <laughs> yeah. It was that impactful. And that's, it was freaking. That's a killer for sure, yeah. man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, kids. <laughs> Yours? Uh, Rob Zombie. Really? Rob, oh, another yeah, Rob, spectacle, you know? Yeah. Rob Zombie and uh, Anthrax was opening. Oh, man. And it was the original lineup, too, Oof, which I thought really? was interesting. Yeah. Oof. As I was a big Thrash fan, Thrash kid, so I, the main reason I went was to go see Anthrax. Right on. Uh, I liked Rob Zombie, too, but I was like, I really need to see Anthrax. And they killed it. I or, bet. Like, so you got to see Dan Spitz? Yeah. I saw him with Dan Spitz. That's another legendary dude. Yeah, which I'm like, damn. Not, I didn't even know back then, like how big of a deal it was. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Like, that's always like, the oh, case. I love Anthrax. Hell yeah. And then later on, I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know these guys had beef, <laughs> <laughs> like, like Wendy's beef. Like, right it was, on. It was, you know. Hell yeah. And it was like, it was dope though. Like, I, like Scott Scott Ian was one of my big influences too. That's yeah. A, I was I was all gravitated towards his rhythm guitars. Right on. And um. Just seeing him stomp around stage, doing spins and kicking in the air. I'm like, yeah, that looks awesome. <laughs> you know? Hell yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. Because, like, uh, so, Randy Rhodes, Eddie Van Halen, Iron Maiden. You're just going up the, yeah. the ladder here. I, I guess, and then uh, probably the next pinnacle would have been, like, for me personally, was that's when Dream Theater hit. Ooh, the Petrucci. And then... Yeah. The Petruch. What you knew before as far as technique and song structure and and even on the radio, you know, uh Pull Me Under I mean, that was that was it. That was Yeah, Pull Me oh, that I think that was the first song I heard from Dream That Theater. was and yeah. it was uh Yeah. That was changing. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Yeah, it was cause again it killer song. And the, all the transitions, the ups, the downs, the the journey you take with it. Yeah. <clears throat> Again, one of those bands where the bass really just stands out. The guitar playing is insane. And then again, I'm, the visual, the videos, you saw them and you knew they were players. The drumming was insane. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And this guy can sing. And this guy can sing. He can so wail. just... Yeah, so sick. Tell you, man, if I could sing like that, I wouldn't. I would never talk. I would just sing the whole time. <laughs> right, <laughs> every word. And drive through, <laughs> and everything. <laughs> yeah, Dream Theater. Honestly, Dream Theater. I've I always liked them, but uh, not never was a huge, huge, huge fan. But I always appreciated. Them, oh yeah, you know. But then um, one day, uh, shout out my friend Ingve. Uh, used to work with him he gives me a call on his days and he's like hey man what you doing i'm like nothing just chilling what's going on he's like uh uh you like dream theater i'm like yeah they're cool dude he's like you want to go see them i'm like what the hell are you talking about he's like i got an extra ticket to go see dream theater tonight and you're down i'm like he's like oh man i don't got no money i was dead broke and he's like 
don't worry about it. I'm not asking you if you want to buy them. I'm asking you if you want to go. I'm like, that's a bro. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I can't say no to that. Yeah, no. I'm glad you did it. <laughs> dude, I am too. It, one of the best shows I've ever gone, and, and it was life-changing. Oh, man. It's so different to actually see them live. I actually think they sound better live than, than recording. Wow. See, in that regard, I envy you. I've never seen You ever seen Jim through? No. You have to, man. I have, yeah, so many. I've had opportunities. Um, discography, I've got, a, you know, almost all their except for the maybe the last three or four years. Um, but, yeah, I've never gotten the chance to see them live. Yeah, because they played uh, they played the Metropolis Ooh. Part 2 album, Tyrity. And, dude, it was such a <laughs> cool experience, man. Like, it was just like, damn. That's awesome. Like, the visual, the videos they had behind it. Oh, yeah. It was incredible, man. I was literally there just with my jaw dropped the whole time. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. I didn't know who to concentrate on. I'm like, all yeah, these guys are insane. Yes. yes. I feel you know? that. And it was just like, damn. Like, I told him, like, dude, I don't know how to repay you. It's just, this is life changing. This is incredible. <laughs> He's like, that That does it. <laughs> like, just yeah. you telling me oh, that. Yeah. There it is. Became a big fan after that and had to go home and listen to the whole album again. Right on. For the whole week, that's all I was listening to because I'm like <laughs> replaying it in my head, <laughs> trying to figure out if it was real or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like killer, killer band. And, right on. And, and uh, yeah, because as a guitar player, you always hear about uh, John Petrucci. Oh, yeah. One yeah. of those names that's always thrown out there. And I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. What's what's up with John Petrucci? I don't get it. You yeah. know, because it wasn't as obvious to me as as Randy Rhodes or Eddie Van Halen to me. I feel that personally, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because, um, you know, like there was just this really. You say Randy Rhodes, the first thing you think of is just that V shaped guitar, yeah. the polka dot one, Ozzy holding them up. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Van Halen. You're like, oh yeah, I said the Frankenstrat. The finger tapping, you know. Petrucci, I just never had that, you know, correlation with it. I feel you. Until I saw him live, I'm like, okay, let me bow down. <laughs> start take worshiping, my take my money. <laughs> I now, I accept John Petrucci as my Lord and Savior. Yeah. Like, I was just like, okay, man, sure. you seen him live, I got it. I'm like, okay, yeah, this guy's Oh yeah. insane. Yeah. And then going back, listening to discographies, and I'm like, this guy was a killer. His tones are incredible, too. Game-changing again. If it wasn't for his kind of tone, I don't think we'd have um, modern metal as we do today. Yeah, exactly. You know? Blew up the Mesa Boogie. That I mean, Mesa he Boogie. was just like, yeah, very, very discerning player. Yeah. Very cl- particular. Very particular, very clean, mm-hmm. technical. Um and it's he does this thing where it's it's technical, it's hard to play, but it doesn't sound no, insanely yeah. technical or hard yeah. to play until you try to play and you're like, Holy shit, this is insane. And then you see him playing it and it's and like just, nothing it's, to him and he makes it look so easy. Uh, like I'm like, I don't know how you're doing this, man, but But I, yeah, eventually it gets to a point where it's like like you say, it's too much. <laughs> yeah. I can I can admire I you know, I I aspire to that, but I know it's you know, yeah, it's a lot. It's a tall task. It's a, yeah, it's a tall, tall task. But yeah, then then like I said I think they took him. You could hear the influence from Cringe like Iron Maiden. Oh yeah, them, you know, Rush. Yeah, it's all Rush, there. the mm-hmm. Holy Trinity. Yeah, exactly. You know? I Absolutely. wish that, that's one band I wish I was able to see. 
I did get to see you Rush. You saw Rush? Yeah. Okay, now we're even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Now we're even. That was, yeah, that was insane, too. That was up in uh, New Mexico. But that was an amazing show, too. I bet. And uh, Tabuda Primus opened up, so... <sighs> It was like bass you. on bass on bass, you I know. You so <laughs> I've never seen Prime. That's yeah, that was pretty sick. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Speak yeah, speaking of Prime, like you said, you were you wanted to be a drummer. I actually wanted to be a bassist at first. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right. Like um Sabbath was one of my big influences too. And Geezer was just yeah. dude, Geezer was amazing. Another one where the bass isn't playing what the guitar is playing exactly. exactly. He's doing his own thing. I remember listening to NIB, I'm like Dude, it's a song where the bass starts it, you know? <laughs> You're so used to the guitar starting or it starts with the bass, but never, never Kicked the off bass. by the bass, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's, it was, uh, like, kind of distorted, and you're like, what the hell is this kind of thing? And just, yeah, man, I don't even, can't put it to words. <laughs> like, it's, it's that insane. I need to play that song now. And I like the the story behind it, where they're like, "Where did Nib come from?" It's like, dude, it was just what we would call geezer's head. It looked like a nib. Is that and, what it was? Yeah, I've never heard and that. And then people were starting. To say That's amazing. Like, people were like, "Oh yeah, Nativity in Black." <laughs> they're like, "I don't know where the hell you got that yeah, from," okay. but if that works for you, then if that <laughs> works for you, sure. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, something like that. There it is. He's just fucking around the whole time. It sounds killer. And crazy, crazy tone, too. Yeah, that tone. Like, it's so different. But Iomi was sick, too, though. Like, his riffs were incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fucking more. Wanted, I wanted to be a bassist, man. Until, um, there it is. There it is. There it is. Perfect melding of the, the riff and the effect, and it just. And it just hits hard. Boom. Tell you home. I love Sabbath, man. Yeah, I wanted to be bassist until I, I discovered ACDC. <laughs> and I, like,. Like when we said, if you heard Maiden before before you saw them, yes, I saw ACDC like in the pictures before I even listened to it. Okay, because I, I would so. I would always steal my dad's CDs, <laughs> you know, and a bunch of them. And uh, there was the um, um, High Voltage album. Oh, okay, I so it's just Angus with the schoolboy uniform holding a guitar. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> You know, Who is this guy? Who is this grown ass man <laughs> in a schoolboy uniform <laughs> with a killer looking guitar? Because this is the first time I saw an SG. I'm nice, like, it's yeah. pointy. It's got orange. That's awesome. Oh yeah. And then you put in the CD. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. This is another again another version of power. Different power. Different power. Yeah. Uh, it's it's still my favorite band of all time. Right on. It's one really. Of those, yeah. yeah. That's cool. I love ACDC, dude. Oh yeah. It's one of those you cannot play ACDC loud. Like it has to be played <laughs> loud as hell. <laughs> yeah. If you're not playing it loud as hell, you're not doing it right. You're listening to it wrong. You're listening to it wrong. <laughs> it, sh- it should be to the point where your neighbors are telling you to turn it down. Right. It has to be that loud. <laughs> hell yeah. You know? I love that. 
That's me. And like same thing with like Sabbath, because there were. Uh, Tell you, man, I'm such a nerd when it comes to fucking metal. But um, I was listening to documentaries, and they're like, "Yeah, we were the, one of the first to record full blast." Oh shit! You know? Yeah. Like, you, it's not advice to do that because you're gonna sound like shit, actually. But they would f- record full blast. That's tight. I, wanted, I never knew that They wanted that big huge sound Because I mean They didn't have two guitars It was just one guitar One bass a Drummer Vocalist But they wanted it to sound huge So crank it so up So cranked it up <laughs> I'm like damn Okay Alright <laughs> And I was always I'm still into Like listening to my music Loud as hell That's why I'm going deaf But <laughs> That's alright It's just an excuse To listen to it louder Yeah exactly right <laughs> Yeah, can't hear it anymore. Can't hear it anymore. Just give it a minute. Raise it. <laughs> we'll go up to eleven. <laughs> but that's awesome, man. So what? What got you? Like I said, uh, since because I remember, I remember the first time I I saw you play, and met you was back when uh, you were in all that bleeds. Right, all that bleeds. So yeah. Let's, uh, let's dig up some bones and go back and pass <laughs> here for a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I remember you guys were playing with all that bleeds, and uh, I don't know if you remember this, but it was my old band Marching Doom, and we were playing uh, a place called the Rock House, not the Rock House that's now, but the one that used to be downtown in front of the fire station. Right. Yeah. It was like a big, giant, ass. tall ass stage yes. where, like, if someone takes a slip, someone's dying. <laughs> yeah, that thing made no was, sense whatsoever. It was all cement. Everything yes. was cement in that building. The whole thing is cement. The floor, the walls, the ceiling, the stage, <laughs> which is like 12 feet high. <laughs> if you were to fall, you'd break your neck and kill three people on the way down. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> uh, I don't remember the bill, but I just remember it was us. It was you guys. I remember it was some emo band. It was like straight emo. Like it was Wow. I remember, I remember the, the conversations people had. I just remember like these guys are like legit emo. They're not like uh, fake emo. They're emo emo. <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, what the hell does that All even right. mean? <laughs> but okay, and they were pretty good. They were they're actually pretty talented. Right on. Um, but I remember seeing you guys play, and I think it was one of you guys' first shows. Probably, yeah. If it was that far back, because I uh, I remember. I remember Shafino saying, like, yeah, this is one of our first roles, this is and that. I'm like, damn, doesn't look like it. Doesn't sound like it. It probably sounded like it. Not to me, not to my ears. <laughs> not that I can remember. <laughs> but I remember us playing, and I guess we were just fucking kids, 17 year old kids. Right on. Just playing power chords as fast as we could and <laughs> palm eating the shit out of everything, <laughs> you know? And uh, I remember seeing you guys playing, and my eyes are usually fixed on the guitar player. Right and catching you play, I was like, holy shit, this guy's going fucking hard. <laughs> Thank you. Hard. <laughs> and, and <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if anyone's telling me, but you have this very unique, specific stance to you. Yeah, <laughs> I've gotten that, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, it just seems like, <laughs> like you could push this guy as hard as you can. He's not going anywhere <laughs> in that stance. <laughs> It's a little low. It's low, man. <laughs> I remember that. I'm like, the stance is wide, low, and the guitar's up here. And I'm squinting. I'm like, how many strings does that thing have? That thing looks huge. And, and I'm like, damn, I haven't seen anyone playing seven, eight strings Yeah. back when we were playing. I'm like, that's, that's different. The tone is heavy as hell. 
And it was just, it was killer, man. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah, it must have been early on. <laughs> I can't stop laughing about that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, just uh, trying to be different. I, you know, as much as we have our favorites and what we listen to as musicians, you know, I've, I've learned the, the ones you need to take notice of are the ones that are trying to do something different other than yeah. what they listen to. Um, cause the music we all listen to, like in, uh, Mondo Shaw and it's super different. Like none of us have, we have very few bands that you guys can all, yeah, that agree cross, on. except for Maiden, uh, you know, Everyone classic bands, but, um, if you don't like Maiden, we can't be friends. Yeah, no, no, it ends right here. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we were just always trying to do something different and maybe not at that point, but the more we got out, uh, and toured, and played with bands that we did. We had no business being on the bill with, which is what happened to us. Oh, we do, oh, dude. <laughs> a lot of those that tricky happened shows. A lot. We, yeah, we were Even like, with us too. It was just like, why are we here? We were so thankful, but after the show, we were like, that was cool. We shouldn't have been up there, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but you just learn a lot. You yeah. really take in, um, you know, what works, what doesn't work, and maybe we didn't necessarily write for like audience. But it kind of impacted us as far as where we wanted to take our music and what we wanted to be defined as. And and you also kind of learned what you're good at. We're really good at, you know, maybe that double time. Uh, we, yeah. this is what we don't do good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that some of those early shows we were still trying to find our way. Um, I, I remember still not having a definite a definitive tuning for that eighth string, which is a little unique now with what we're doing now. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure there was, like, so many missteps you witnessed. Yeah, man, night. but uh, <laughs> one thing I said, you you might you might see it that way, yeah. but one thing's for damn sure, you left an impact. If maybe just for me, yeah. but it was at least one person. Yeah, I, I'll take that for, all day. For, yeah. for how long? It was a long time ago. Yeah. But Indeed. I still remember that night. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I remember that night like it was yesterday. There's some things where I'm like, oh, I don't really remember anymore. But <laughs> sometimes where you're like, oh, don't remember that at all. Right. Or, but I, I remember that. I remember That's cool. seeing yeah. you guys on stage. No, thank I remember you so seeing much. you on stage. Right. And um, there there was a, ch- I remember there was a change um, sound wise. Because uh, we, would, we would play with you guys a lot. Yeah. I remember yeah. that, yeah, a all, lot, all like, the time, yeah. It was, uh, I remember all the bands from back in the day. It was, I said, my band, March of Doom, was All That Bleeds. Uh, shout out to the guys from Dead Silence. Dead oh, Silence Dead Silence. Oh, yeah. Uh, tri- uh, Triumph was was starting on at the same time. I remember the first time I saw those guys was, again, they left another impact on me, too, because oh, I can't, I don't, I can't forget the first time I saw them. True. The first time I saw Jay playing drums was just like, the most insane thing I've ever seen. I never thought a human can do that. Yeah. You know? I feel that. It was insane. You could see it, but like, and and like, okay, yeah, Dream Theater. Or like big bands like that, but never someone that's, I guess, quote unquote, on at your level. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, lives right down the block. Lives right down the block. We're playing the same fucking (laughs) shitty gig. Absolutely. You know? We're all packing our shit in our cars that <laughs> is less expensive than the gear we actually have and and going, holy shit, this guy's absolutely insane. Man, you know? that's a, that's another band that was just a, a... They paved the way, too. A turning point, man. We went out 
maybe three times with Triumph. And those guys would, you know, we had our shitty van. They have their shitty van. And we pulled in. Those guys are revered every all throughout Texas. Yeah. No matter where we played. And, um, you know, Jay was like talking to, you know, whatever bar owner. And he was like, oh, yeah, we just had, um, uh, you know, Tony Danza. They played, you know, whatever. Yeah, he was asking for you, Jay. And I was like looking at him like, was like what? You know, you know. But yeah, Jay's he's killer man, and every player that every musician that has been in Triumph has been insane. Yes, absolutely Period. insane. Incredible musicians. Like I said, they are they've left the mark on me. Where I'm like, oh shit, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that that's they're game changers. Um, the players I look up to even. Where I'm yeah, like, shit, these guys are. Oh no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Incredible, incredible musicians. But yeah, I remember, I remember the the uh, I guess transition of what all that blaze would become. Because I remember what it sounded like, mm-hmm. and going, okay, this is a little different. Okay, this is a little different. And going, there it is. Yeah, that's the sound. <laughs> now that makes sense. Not, right. not that I, not that the other stuff didn't sound good to me. I no, thought yeah. all of it sounded killer. But it sounded like you guys found uh, the voice for the band. The feel for it, the True. sound for it, and uh, I get that because I think every band has that. Because, uh, well, not maybe not every band, but there's some bands out there that, like, well, at least speaking from experience, when I started a band, it was just because you're a kid, you're like, let's start a band. It's the coolest thing ever. Why not? Yeah. And you have no idea what kind of band you're making. Absolutely. You just jam. Yeah. See what comes yeah, out. Exactly. Fuck it. Yeah. You know? And there's some people that go. Uh, no, we're going to start uh, this kind of band, this genre. It's going to sound like this kind of thing. And that never was an idea in my head. It was always like, okay, man, we're just here to have fun. Yeah. Let's jam. Let's bang it out. Let's bang it out. Let's see what happens. <laughs> you know, that's what Doom was. Doom was just like, yo, let's see what happens. You know, and not to like, you know, to stroke you too much, but you could tell that there was... Um uh, it was like organic, you know, it wasn't heavy for the sake of being heavy or, you know, or sometimes you see that band that has the, you know, the re- the requisite breakdown. Yeah. You guys always seem to have, and it's funny you say you like thrash. I would, you know, I know you guys were metal, but you always, always had that, that thrashy feel to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It was, it was, uh, well, when it was, it was me and Max and, uh, we were very thrash influenced. Like that was that was our that was our shit. That right. was our world. Like that was that's what we played. That's what we we listened to all the time. Like I said, uh, what was Megadeth, Metallica, Anthrax, Overkill? Um, oh, you know, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> even except because except was kind of thrashy back in the day too. Right on. And it was just like that was that was my shit. Like that was my. That's what I would listen to all the fucking time. Right on. The whole thing, I was like, I need to see how if I can play this fast and as fast <laughs> as I can go. And um, that's how I was telling Kevin. It was it was all my heroes down pick. Yeah, all my heroes down. Oh pick. man, yeah, you yeah. and yeah, you and Kevin. You know, that's that right hand. Yeah, that's what we're here and we're talking about. Yeah. we kind of have the same kind of upbringing. Like, yeah, all my heroes down pick. Like I said, I was it was punk rock and thrash. It was like. Uh, Joey Ramone, man, Johnny Ramone was just like the whole time, just down pick. I'm like, I need to do that. That looked killer to me. I'm like, that looks so cool. Right I need on. to do that. Yeah, it was just the attitude, the look, the the aggression of it. Hell yeah! And 
okay, yeah. So that was where that was what her influence was. But then that's when you start. I started listening to death metal. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's killer. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and early death metal is not that far off from thrash. True. I've that's very true. Yeah. I've always said the only difference between thrash and death metal is the vocals. <laughs> you know? Right. If you think about it, if yeah. You think about it. Yeah. <laughs> you could put death metal vocals to any thrash song. It's a death metal track. <laughs> We <laughs> replace the polka beat with the, with the blast beat here and there, and You're, you got yeah. a death metal track now. You got a hit. You got a hit, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, that that was like I remember. I remember those days. Like, said, uh, you guys were killer, killer, uh, killer, killer. As far as that band, like I say that, uh, you know, obviously we grow as players. We had a, you know, um, we had lost a uh, Sal. Um, at that point, who's now with uh, Voodoo Stomp, Texas Voodoo Stomp? Oh yeah, killer band. And too. then we got a uh, we got Johnny Mo, who's now with Illum. Illum, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and stuff Johnny changed. Mo's killer too, um, man. Yeah, that dude's very talented, super very funny. Cool. Yeah, super, super cool. cool. Dude. He's <laughs> he's uh, yeah, he's funny. Fucking Mo. Uh, shout out to Mo. Um, shout out to Mo. And yeah, we were on the road a lot. And so, you know, you can't help but be influenced by what you see in certain cities. Um, here, we, you know, we have like super great guitar players and stuff. You go to other cities and there's that influence of maybe, uh, you know, um, metalcore in yeah. some cities, you know. Uh, you have death metal in other cities and you bring a little bit back with you. Um, and again, you know, I, I, I don't want to understate the influence that like Triumph played on us. Triumph... Um, you know, it was really inspiring to see them play. Um, you know, there was a lot of elements that maybe weren't so obvious in the later years, but that we, I feel like we pinched. I know I did. You know, I, I pinched a lot from them because um, I was just like so inspired and I would see them play. And those guys are. They go hard. Yeah. Man. Yeah. They were aggressive, they man. Go it was hard. It, and it was an aggression and, and uh, like very physical without ever losing sight of they're playing, you know, they, they just, they didn't just, you know, swing the guitar around for, to oh, look no. cool. It was, it was, they were, yeah, they were doing. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and that was like, man, that was like super inspiring. And that, like, again, you know, coming back home and you start writing and that, I think that's when we started to find like our niche where we belonged, you know, we weren't going to be the heaviest, we weren't the techiest, um, but we knew what we were striving for. Yeah, you guys striving knew what for. we were trying to do. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Now, Going from all that bleeds because you guys did it for such a long time, uh, just like I used to do it with Dooms for such a it's it's crazy how long of a time you were to do this. Absolutely. Um, from the transition that was all that bleeds going to Mondo Shawin, was there a different vision to starting the band? Yes. <laughs> Would you? Yeah, because that, that's this is one thing I really wanted to ask you and, and pick your brain at, because I think the similarities between like what all that bleeds was and what March of Doom was, I, I think it was just kind of the same thing where it's just like yeah, just jam it out, oh yeah, and see what happens, oh yeah, and you progressively evolve throughout the years and as as at least at least with me and I heard it with you guys too and I heard it with you guys' um, compositions mm -hmm. because it became that it wasn't just a jam and a riff and a riff one, riff two, riff three. It, right. was, it became a composition. Right. You were composing songs now and you could hear the difference. They sounded composed. That's cool. I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so like, I, I for, like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you found that from the, 
from going from just jamming to actually, okay, we're actually composing music now towards the end of all that bleeds. And I, did you take that mentality now? That was before, before, um, your foundation was okay. Just jam. That was step one. Right. And all that bleeds. Right. That step one changed when you started Mondo Shawin, correct? Yes. Like now you actually had an idea of what this band you wanted to be, what the sound you wanted to be, what direction you wanted to be. You already had, did you already have an idea of what the voice, I guess you would say, in, in, in lack of better words, the voice you wanted Mondo Shawin to have? I would say you're, it's, you're right and with a few like slight variances. Uh, we knew what we didn't want Mondo Shawin to be. Okay. Uh, which was like the the lyrics were like Eric's. And, you know, every member, any band that we've been in as far as All That Bleeds and Mondo Shawin, no one has ever auditioned. Okay. When we brought like Zane, for example, into the fold, he was picked. And it was just like, the only question was, could we hang with him? Which we already knew we could because Zane was pretty much our roadie throughout like the last few years of All That Bleeds. Right. So we knew that he was a bro. Uh, Kevin, um, Louie had been dying to get him into the band for a minute. Um, there was no other question. It was just like, Kevin's the guy. Um, so we knew we wanted to go in a different direction. Um, I kind of have always had this mentality, like when we want to play like with Zane, for example, when we, the last thing I wanted to do was say, I want to play with Zane, bring Zane in and then tell him, I want you to play like this. Right. That's defeats the whole purpose. It's like my wanting to jam with him was to, to use his style. Cause Zane, man, he's like your typical jazz progressive. He can do metal all day. But that's not where that's not his. That's not his his uh, forte. His exactly, roots. he's gonna come at you with a counter, you know, eight over seven, you know, some weird time signature, and he's just gonna like you know challenge you with that, which is exactly what we wanted. So we knew that we didn't want to go in your atypical direction. Um, we knew already Louis was gonna be the front man. He's, you know, he wanted to sing. He Louis fucking awesome. He had already been doing backup vocals uh, and writing his own lyrics for the songs he was doing backup. So Louis just wanted to expand on that. So we kind of knew. We just the only thing basically we didn't know. We had the players. We had the you know the the avenue to be able to do it in at at our on our schedule. The only thing we didn't know was what did we want to sound like. Okay. Um, but what we did know is it wasn't going to be all that bleeds volume two. Right. Um, the dynamic changed within the band, like with all that bleeds, you know, I was, there's always like that one guy that was kind of like the, the guy, the, the engine, Yeah. you know? And, uh, even though I wasn't the front man, I would say, you know, hopefully not to sound too pompous, but that was like my role. You know, I was, I was on the shows. I was trying to get the tour together. I was, you know, making the contacts and, you know, we would pass that around, whatnot, but the majority of the time, that's what I was doing. Right. I was kind of managing, so to speak. I knew I didn't want to do that with this band. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All I wanted to do was write. I want to play guitar. I mean, I want to have a voice, but I wanted to be more 
committed and exclusive like with the music right I, you know even to this day if somebody calls for like a show or whatever i'm gonna pass them on to right here dude call yeah. this guy <laughs> yes uh-huh. um so it was kind of like a transition period you know i did want to take like more of a step back louis wanted to take the step forward which was which I love. Yeah, you I know? love that he did that. Yes, because I, I again, dude. Um, I guess it sounded like a fanboy, but I said I remember the first time I saw you guys. I remember the first time I saw uh, I saw you play. I remember the first time I saw Louis play, oh, yeah. and it blew my fucking mind. <laughs> um, he was in the Garden of Thorns. Yeah. Oh yeah. Killer fucking band. Yes. I'm 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 upset that they didn't go longer than they did because I was a big fan. Nice. And um, I, I've always been a big fan of, of seeing people play an instrument and do vocals at the same time, you know? Oh, yeah. That's always been my thing. I'm like... Most definitely. You know, and yeah. seeing him do that while playing bass and sounding heavy as fuck <laughs> was so cool. Right. And he has such a crazy range. Like, when he goes high, he goes fucking high. <laughs> and I remember hearing him, and he goes hard, too. Yeah, he does. You could take a picture of him playing, and you could tell he's going hard and nice. he's staying still. You yeah. Know what I mean? Oh yeah. So very what, nice. That's what I'm saying. When I, I I saw what the lineup was for Mondo Shawan, I'm like, this is perfect. <laughs> Everyone's doing what I would imagine they were meant to do. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. You know, like everyone's doing their part, and I, like I said, it meshes so well. So hearing you explain how it went, it makes sense. It sounds like. You hand drafted pick. You hand drafted them. Yeah, pretty you much. Knew exactly, their strong suits. You're like, this is the guy. This is the guy. This is the guy, and you did it not just because you knew they were good players and they could play what you wrote. Right. But you did it in the in the essence of, I know they can write to this. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's still like that. Um, in in that regard, like uh, Zane, he is obviously our drummer. He takes a really big hand in the arrangement. He'll suggest little lines, parts, effects. Um, you know, Kevin, like we said, he's Riff Daddy Supreme. Riff Daddy. You know, he'll he's gonna Riff Daddy Supreme with cheese. He's gonna Deluxe. bang something. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna bang something out that sounds like he's digging digging trenches, you know, and he's just cutting. Um and everybody just kinda like layers on that, you know? Yeah, no, it sounds like it, man. And especially with the two songs you guys just released. Yeah. Shinto one and Shinto two. Uh, it really, really sounds like that. Like the the compositions have become. I don't know if more diverse is the right term, but you can really tell there's more pieces to the puzzle. Now. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Absolutely. Because uh, the what you guys first released was what. It's not. It's not a knock on you guys whatsoever, but it was exactly what I I hoped and imagined it would sound like. Yeah. Oh no. You that you nailed it. You know Absolutely. Absolutely. It's on exactly what I expected and, and wanted from you guys. And it was killer. Right. Right. Um but we were the, we actually wrote that EP and then we were doing shows with like five songs. We four songs. We were filling in the rest with uh samples and whatnot. But yeah, that, that came out and it was very organic. Um but you're right. The the more we jammed together and, and played together, um, and talked about concepts, and that's something I've never done before. Concepts, yeah, ne- we've never discussed that. Like you said, you know, back then it was like start a riff, everybody jumps in, you knock it out, do this. No, you did it six times, do it four, whatever. Right, boom, song. And now it's there's a lot more discussion. Yeah, a yeah. lot more sitting around saying, 
well, you know, um, that song, I feel like it's picking up more of an aggressive tone and let's try to pull it back to make it a little bit more subtle. subtle yeah, you're actually steering the ship here. Absolutely. You're going, okay, uh, I, I can definitely relate to that because that's something I'm doing now that I never did before. That's amazing. You know? That's cool. That's uh, very cool. Be, before Doom was, like I said, I, I describe Doom as a party band. It was just, let's have a good fucking time, <laughs> and hopefully everyone else has a good fucking time. <laughs> and it was good times. Yes. But it, there was never a direction. Yeah. Ever. I, yeah. It was just shoot. No aim, just shoot. Yeah. Just go. Make a big noise. Make a big noise. Let's play fast. <laughs> let's play hard. Let's have a good fucking yeah. time. Yeah. Which was fun. Yes. Uh don't regret any of it. I loved. No. I loved every single second of it. But after I left, I'm like, I need to do something different. Like you said, you didn't want to do all that bleeds too. I didn't want to do a march of doom too. Yes. So I'm like, I need to do something completely different. And I started again. Composing was now the thing. Nice. Going direction. I was like, this part's heavy. It's either are we gonna go heavier? Are we gonna go back a little bit? Are we gonna hit the brakes a little bit and then go faster? You know, there's actually ideas for it oh yeah you spend more time on writing a song it didn't just come in a day i feel that like yeah. you used to yeah right yeah you know very true now one song takes a couple weeks practices sessions hours of playing it and um, it's still not done and it's still not <laughs> yeah done. hell yeah you know especially now i have this nasty habit of playing riffs making riffs i don't i can't play <laughs> it's fucking annoying but uh yeah like i remember uh this song ghost no one chases oh yeah That riff, I'm like, this is what I want. When I saw you guys, I'm like, this is kind of what I want. Heavy, yeah. dude. We had actually met, you know, had a couple beers, sitting around, um, moved all the gear in. You know, you're kind of standing around, tried a few things. So we might have gone through maybe a practice or two, and we hadn't really taken that first step. Right. And Kevin had that riff. Uh, it was like a, I guess just a, a song, but they, all he had was guitar, and he was kind of trying to work on a project with uh, with Javier, um, and nothing had, I guess it hadn't taken off. So he threw it out. <clears throat> Throughout that riff, we wrote that song like in maybe two or three rehearsals, and that was after that. And to this point, it's 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 almost hard for us to stay focused because we'll have material that we're working on. Yeah, yeah. And somebody's always warming up, <laughs> playing something, and and then you go, "That sounds cool." And we're on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear, for yes, the, dude. I know exactly <laughs> what the fuck that is. Yeah, you're you're trying to finish the song. Yes. Drummers fucking practicing or getting warmed up, and you're like, "Do that again." Yes, that sounds killer. I have something. We have something to go for that. <laughs> Same thing with guitar. You're just trying to warm up your hands, and something killer pops up, and you're yeah. like, "Play that again." Let's do. Let's roll with that real quick. Let's see where we're going. So now you have five songs that are not done. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Which unfortunately don't even. <laughs> you can't fit them no. together. So you're like, "Fuck, these have to be separate songs." Man, I think you're spying on our rehearsals because that's exactly <laughs> no, what happens. Like, I, I think a lot of people like I relate to that because that's exactly what happens with us all oh, the yeah. fucking time. So I, I have a vault of songs that are not done, but I that's have a that's pieces. a good problem to have. Though. That's really cool. And then, yeah. like I said, I've seen your setup on uh, some of your pictures and whatnot, and uh, the setup that we have here, as far as the recording with the snake and. Uh, that's what's allowed us to really 
kind of hone in on what we want to do because yeah. everything is recorded now. That's awesome. As soon as we come into practice, obviously there's no amps. We go direct. Uh, maybe the plugins or um, that's the, awesome. That's the axe effects and whatnot. That's something I've been wanting to do. Yeah, I just need to get the space. Like I need a space. Absolutely. Dedicate to just do that. Yeah, because that's so important to have. That's so fucking cool that you guys have that because that way you don't forget an idea. Because God damn, has not many times that happened. Exactly. Or like play that riff again. I'm like I don't remember it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you you're spying the on us because you sound the, the exactly gra- like us the greatest song of all time lost forever it was so good because you sneezed and farted at the same time and you restarted your brain like, yes or yeah. and sometimes it's the opposite too sometimes you're like man play that killer riff we were playing and we we're playing it back and it's like yeah yeah it's like what the fuck were we thinking why did we think that was badass and i was like <laughs> i don't know what the hell were we on that day <laughs> delete delete yeah yeah been there too man but yeah that's that's so cool like i said it, it's i think i think a lot of people can listen to this and relate and be like oh yeah we do that too yeah you know that never changes man i mean that's always like the best way um that's why like i said we've never auditioned anybody it's just you know we've asked people to join the band um and it, then it's just a matter of sitting down you know and just talking like people it doesn't even have to be about music you know um yeah it's funny because like of all the guys in the band um like i think louie and i are the only ones that really like get into football okay but we can all sit around and talk about football you know um everybody has oh the guys are like huge gamers mm. all they talk about is like you know gaming and whatnot and like i don't even you know ps what i'm Please, like uh, yeah Please, what but it's the camaraderie, you know, and they tell stories and it's kind of the cracking the jokes, you know. Yeah. yeah the, one of the most important parts of being a band is being cool with everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Know? That's so important. It's yeah. super important. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's overlooked where people try to be like, this guy's a dick, but he's great. Like, you don't want the dick. Nah. Regardless of how great he is. You know, you guys just have to be able to be in a room and just be friends. Absolutely. Yeah. You'll pay for it somewhere down the road so if yeah, you yeah. overlook the the exactly. humanity part of it. Exactly. You know? But that's that's cool, man. Like I said, it it's it you hear in the music and like I said, that that's the first song I heard and I'm like, that's right on. That's what I, I expected and right. it sounds killer. But these these last two releases are you can tell you can tell the big difference and that was my favorite song from you guys. Now it's now it's this one. Man, that song was yeah. Killer song, dude. Like that's an insane tone, <laughs> really cool. And you, you can, like I said it went a different direction, but it wasn't like a complete 180 where you're like, "What the hell were these guys thinking?" Yeah, it just worked. Nice, you know? I appreciate that. Yeah, it worked. I'm like, this, this works. It's, this is not what I expected, but. I didn't know I wanted this. Right. And now I want more of this. <laughs> nice. You know? Like, um, yeah, that one. Yeah, there was a lot of, I guess, build up to that. There was a lot of layers in that. Um, different parts. I remember we just recycled so many parts that we thought that were going to be perfect for that song and ended up getting tossed out. And that was one of the ones where we kind of learned also, like, sometimes you got to put it away. Right. Instead of hitting it every week, every let it breathe. Practice. Yes, let it know. breathe. Come back, take it in. Something that was uh, hard to get used to was just sitting down and just listening to what we have so far, and critiquing that, and seeing where it would, you know, 
where does that song take you now for the next section? Um, usually you just are accustomed to write, 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 write. And sometimes you got to stop and listen to it. Yeah. Is it, are we headed in the right direction and, and have those talks and, Hey, do that. I don't like that drum pattern or, you know, maybe that what I'm playing is it's, I'm trying to uh, like, it's, it's coming out as overpowering. It's not really complimenting. You got to take the step back and not be the uh, musician, but the listener. Very well put. Right. Exactly. You have to go. Let's pretend for a second. I don't play in this band. Absolutely. Listen to the song and go, do I like it? Right. Is it something I would listen to? Very true. Is it something I put on my playlist? Is it something I could have listened to myself listening to the, on the on the car on my way to work? You know? Am I a fan? Very true. Of this? Very true. You know? Because I think a lot of people will, would uh, have that ego of like... That's a very... You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm fucking awesome. Uh, I'm a great drummer, bassist, vocalist, whatever. Whatever I do is fucking great. True. And and I've seen it where people are like ah, I just didn't like this part or like you said hey man I don't like that that fill try a different fill and some people will take offense to that and true like, fuck it you play it yeah but if you're able to have someone that's level headed and go okay let's listen to it back let's see what's going on let's let's see, let me get your idea and they go oh you know what yeah you have a point yeah very true because I think as a musician you get very lost in the the idea of like I have to be unique, yeah. I have to be different, so I'm gonna try something different that's way out of the box just to be for the sake of being different. But when you take the step back and just listen to it, you're gonna go, uh, okay, that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, it didn't. I didn't quite pull it off. Yeah, yeah, that's very true, man. And that's that's what I would like to say is that that's probably the greatest thing of where we're at now. Um, in addition to the guys, um, you know, we just added a keyboard player. Nice. Yeah. Uh, backup vocals. Uh, it's actually uh, Dez. He was in uh, Monroe. I don't know if you ever got to see oh, Monroe. yeah. Yeah, he was their singer. That's um, awesome. I think they're on a hiatus right now. Uh, he's he's got, killer, man. Yeah, he's very cool. He's so cool. And um, Oh, now I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, so he's on the he's on this project, that this recording that we're working on now. Uh, probably be a full length. Now I'm very excited. Yeah. So he's doing uh, some backups. Uh, he's got his key parts. Eventually, I see him expanding too. I mean, that dude is like another super talented cat. I need to get this guy. I didn't, I've been wanting to pick his brain. I've actually never really met him. Met him. Oh We've man, had, said hello here and there, but yeah, he oh, seems yeah. like such an interesting cat. Where I'm like, dude, like I, I, I kind of see. I, I haven't, I have an idea of what you want to do, where you're taking it, and I think you can take it to that level. Oh yeah, and I, I really hope he does. I think he's very talented, very... I think he has fucking great vision. Yeah, he does. You know? Super humble, super talented. That dude can play drums. He obviously plays keys. He sings. He plays guitar. Him and Zane actually have a project. Um, it's funny we were talking about, like, alternative, but kind of throw it back to, like, maybe, like, Susie and the Banshees kind okay. of. Okay. Um, yeah, they've got a, a project. It's called uh, Lesser Care. And they just dropped an EP. I gotta check um, it out. Yeah, it's very cool. It's not at all what you would expect. But uh, adding him, it's again. I think we just took like another little step towards the vision of yeah. what Mondo Shaman is gonna be is supposed to be. I'm telling you, I, I hear it from like the first recording to the first EP you guys dropped to this last EP you guys dropped. Right. I'm hearing that transition 
and uh, I'm excited. Cool. Like I'm like, oh shit. Like and <laughs> it's the first one was what I expected and what I wanted. The second one was like I didn't know I needed this, <laughs> but I need more of it now. Right. And I like I'm over here fiending like I need more. <laughs> like, you guys need to hurry up and release this because yeah. like, I need it. <laughs> and now you're telling me you got extra parts and and I already hear it in my head. I'm like, this works. This should work perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. He's like I said, he's added uh, another dimension. Um, we didn't plan on recording ten songs, nine songs, because um, these songs are pretty much like all over the map. There's some really progressive stuff, kind of similar to Shinto. Uh, we've got a few bangers on there. There's some stuff that's like, I think we have like two instrumentals. Okay. Um, maybe one of the instrumentals is like part one of uh, the song. You know, it's a A and B song, you know, um, like an intro, like a five-minute intro. <laughs> nice. Um, and yeah, we're just like, exp- you know, we're kind of... Yeah, like I said, it sounds feeling like... Feeling ourselves right now. To me, it sounds um, like you guys are ascending. And you're going you're, you're going up like you, sh- you're, like you should be. Yeah. You know, I, you're, not, yeah. you're not sticking to one thing and, and staying at, at ground level. You guys are going up. Cool. But at, at a very um, good pace. Nice. It's not like you're from level one to 2,000 right away. You're going at a very good level where... I can easily follow it, and now I'm excited for more and more and more. That's cool. I appreciate you know? that, man. Yeah, really. Thank you. So, like, I'm excited to hear that. I'm excited to hear more progressive stuff. I want to hear some instrumentals, but I also want to hear some fucking bangers. <laughs> yeah, like, you guys better have some <laughs> fucking bangers on there too. You know, you got the you got the eight strings, so there's That's gonna be like, something there. You got you and Kevin. I better get some fucking <laughs> nasty, nasty chug riffs and like. Oh, I was supposed to tell you, as a matter of fact, uh, Kevin said, welcome to Chugmeisters. Oh, welcome to Chugmeisters. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> fucking, yeah, I'm going to make fucking Kevin the, the mayor of Chugs. <laughs> Chugmeisters. Yeah. Chugsville, man. <laughs> but that's, that's, I'm excited, man. I'm I'm really excited. I'm a fan. Nice. Thank you. Um, thanks so much for your time. No, no. Like, I appreciate uh, it. Uh, it's so cool. Like. Doing this, going back in time, seeing where you are, picking your brain, nice, seeing the similarities of things, going now, oh, fuck yeah, like I, I kind of had the idea that's what was going on, and just verifying that and making it even better. I'm like, that's super cool. Right on, hell yeah. Um, so you guys are gonna be releasing the ten song full album, length. yeah. Let's call it, yeah, pretty. Much. That's a that's a full length album. Yeah. That's, <laughs> no, that's not an EP or demo anymore, doggy. That's <laughs> a full length album, <laughs> right? Ten songs. What? What made you guys go, okay, let's just release a whole fucking album? Was it because you just have the songs? Or is it was that a goal? Was that just something like you just really wanted to do? We had, again, we had just really gotten on this, uh, you know, this run where we were just super creative. Uh, stuff was going on. Again, the recording setup, you know, um, it really let us listen to what we were doing uh, instead of having the amps in the garage, and there's nothing wrong with that. Actually, I kind of miss that. I love amps. Uh, and the, but the in ears, rec- you know, practicing with in ears, that's um, it's like twofold. You get to hear everything, but you also get to hear everything. So, but it could, you know. So again, there's that growth, like you were saying. You know, to be able to take that that feedback like hey i think you're out of key there or you're up tempo or whatever and yeah you know it, it really puts you in a mindset and but i think once you get past all that uh the, the initial hurdles 
Mm. Man, the mu- it just was like flowing out. Music was flowing out. Um, nobody saw the pandemic coming, so we figured we were going to write songs for a new set and see what happens at the end of the year. We tend to always want to record November, December. It's too cold to go out. Never yeah. tour Texas in November, December. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, before you knew it, like we had this really strong uh, assortment of songs. And it was like, cool, let's record two EPs and we'll put it out. Or let's record one EP, not print it or anything, just put it out on on uh, digital. Yeah, stream it. Yeah, and uh, and then it just started to come around. You know what, I've never recorded a full length. And Kevin was like, I want to record, you know. We just started kicking around the idea and realized how involved it was going to be to do something like that. And everybody was like... Well, it's pandemic. <laughs> we got the time. Now is the perfect time. Than any. Yeah. I think that's the only thing that I, I look forward to is uh, all the bands out there. Ain't no excuse now. Y'all motherfuckers have better have a brand new set for me. There better be a <laughs> lot of brand I new music. I better have <laughs> brand new songs when you guys are on stage. I don't want I do want to hear the old shit, but I want to hear some brand yeah. new bangers from everybody. Absolutely. There's no excuse. Yeah. No, I fully agree. Yeah. Um, you know, and everybody just kept saying 2021, you know, back to shows, back to shows. And, you know, unfortunately, this is. Yeah, I think it's going to drag out. Yeah, it's still lingering. And we kind of all came to the, collect. you know, if we get offered or, you know, a, a show. Yeah, hell yeah. We, you know, we want to play. But if if it's not necessary. Yeah. Let's just make sure we do this right. Let's put out something really choice. You know, we're talking about the recording, like maybe, you know. Playing some acoustic guitar on that recording okay. for backing tracks and whatnot. It's just going to be really, it it's going to be our best effort. You know, we're going to put our best foot forward and really make sure that it's right. Yeah, so that's the cool thing about having the time and doing it yourself. Like yeah. There, there is no rushing. Absolutely. And you can actually do everything you want and really take your time with it. Very true. Because at the end of the day, these are your songs. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Your babies. Nobody knows your songs better than you. You know, true, and not not a knock to any engineers or producers or anything out there, but you know, there's some people that are very good at what they do and they'll they'll get the best out of you. But at the end of the day, these are your songs. It's your shit. Yeah, it's your shit. That you should be able to to take care of it. And that's something I learned later on too with with my new project. We're like, okay, yeah, let's record ourselves. Why not? We have everything we have we need here. You know, oh, yeah. let's really push ourselves. Nice. Let's take ourselves out of our comfort zone. And be like, okay, time to get the shit clean, <laughs> and really push ourselves. And like, I, I I practice at home to the songs all, all the time. I'm like, I don't know how the fuck I played this so fucking fast <laughs> and clean. And I'm like, oh, I gotta practice to be able to do it live. Yeah, exactly. You know? right on. But it should be killer, man. And like I said, I'm ex- I'm looking forward to the new the new uh, Mondo Shawan album because like I said, it's gonna be an album. Um, anything else we can look forward for in the future? Uh, any secret projects out there? No, I mean, I, at least for me, like, you know, again, life, um, you know, got the house, the family, whatnot. So any free time, it just goes all into this. Um, I really, if I was going to do anything like on my own, honestly, the only goal that I have this year is I actually want to go back and take more classes. I want to study up a little bit, work on some technique stuff. Um, just to kind of expand, that would probably something be something I would want to get into eventually is to teach. 
Nice. So That's I'll, awesome. Yeah, I would still like to make sure I'm just on top of, you know, what I need to be on top of. But every any free time that I have, it's this is my baby. It's Mondo Shawin. Yeah. That's awesome. That's something I've been wanting to do because I'm like, dude, I haven't taken classes since I was 15, 16, yeah. you know. Take some lessons or something. More than, yeah. more than a decade later, I still haven't taken a fucking lesson. <laughs> now I'm like, I think it's about time I, I, uh, Become someone's pad one. <laughs> there <know>? you go. <laughs> uh, I was talking to to Manny Lozano. Oh yeah, he's insane. That guy is. He's a guitar guru. Yeah, and he man, such a humble guy. dude. Yes, such a humble dude. So cool. Shout out to Manny, dude. Shout out to Manny. Awesome. Uh, we just, I've been so busy. He told me he was gonna give me a lesson. <laughs> I've just been so busy. I haven't, we haven't been able to to align our schedules. But I'm hoping to. I said. Have him teach me a couple things. Nice. Um, I told Dave too. I'm like, yo, oh. help me out here a little bit because he teaches too, and he's such a fucking incredible guitar player he's too. Badass. Yeah, he is. He's a, beast. he's a beast. The dude has a tone of his own. It's it's crazy. Uh, you know, my favorite thing about Dave always, and I know I don't know if he's ever gotten called out for it or like acknowledged for it. His vibrato, I love that dude's vibrato. Yeah, no, the time I had Hector on, that's all we were talking about for a couple of minutes. Oh, really? Like, well, yeah, because <laughs> it's so unique. Yeah. You it's, know it's him. It's super wide. It's super controlled. I love that. It's because he's got those giant fucking Sasquatch hands. <laughs> Hello. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Dave, man. He's got yeah. giant hands. Such a cool dude, too, though. Very cool. Very humble. Very down to earth. Very cool. Absolutely. He's, he's not... Too cool for school for anything, <laughs> which I love. But hopefully, because I need I need to get better too. Because everyone else is getting better, I need to step yeah. my shit up. But so do you? Do you? You started playing classical guitar. Do you yes. still play classical guitar? Uh, I do. Um, every now and then, uh, I've have like most of my music books from man going back to high school. Okay. So even if it's something um, that I previously used to be able to play i'll still go over it and most of that is obviously for the left hand right hand coordination but just to be able to still read music like gee i wish i could do that yeah i just try to work on that so Never um know. it's funny because uh if you listen to that recent the shinto mm-hmm. the release shinto 2 there's a hidden track in there oh shit. and there is Man, it's got like synthesizers, it's got a little bit of bass and drums, and there's a classical guitar at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, at the very end. Yeah, actually. Uh, yeah, because I remember I'm like, oh, there's shit, there's clean. Yeah, yeah. I taught that part to Louie, and Louie actually played it. Ah. So I kind of, you know, <laughs> I still have to get in there somehow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Louie actually <laughs> played it, and I was like, hell yeah. He did good. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So, like uh, I said, as long as i known you, I said, a string player, metal player. Still doing it, killing it. Would would you want to do? Would you ever want to do something different than metal? Um, project wise, recording wise, I probably yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would never say no to to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, the only obstacle I guess with me is just time. Right. But yeah, I would never say no. I, not not at all. Um. Same thing as you. I, 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 We talked about this a little earlier. I probably have encountered certain times in my life where I wasn't playing. And at some point, you come back to it. Um, and now, I guess I'm old enough, and I we've seen enough things to know. Music is music, man. I it's mean, music, metal. Yeah. Um, a few years back, I had actually tried to get together with a, 
some of my high school buddies. We mm -hmm. had jammed, uh, had a tri uh, cover band. And they had asked me to jump in. And I was like, man, I was all about it. But again, the schedule just didn't work out. But yeah, I'm pretty much open to anything. There's so much different music now that I enjoy um, that I would never have figured. Like when I'm cruising in my van driving to work, like, oh, man, I'm listening to like Fit for an Autopsy and Hell yeah. Enterprise Earth, uh, Lorna Shore. Heavy. I, we would never play that, you know. Um now I find myself listening and it's about the, like the contortionist, uh, irreversible mechanism, things like that. Very proggy, very, very, proggy. very cool stuff. Um, yeah. So uh, I think I tried to answer your question, but yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I would tr definitely try to, yeah, to do different projects and whatnot. Um, it just all comes down to time. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I said life has a way of, life yeah indeed things happen indeed so it's hard to do things but it's it's you guys are killing it man um so thanks for the time no i appreciate you man thank Please you go check out mondo show and check out the new release i said it's killer check out the whole thing go from the first single that dropped listen to what they have now you're gonna hear that transcendence <laughs> that i'm talking about and if you don't then i guess we can't be friends but <laughs> Like keep doing what you're doing, man. We gotta do a part two. There's so much other stuff I need to I need to ask you. Appreciate but, that. But uh I don't wanna keep you here for six hours. Because <laughs> <laughs> we definitely gotta do part two. I need way more stuff to talk about. Right and on. Gives us something to look forward to, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, my man. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the All Right Take Five podcast. And please, if you enjoy this podcast, please share it with your friends and family and let's spread some love. I'd really appreciate that. And if you enjoyed this episode, this is your first time listening, please go back to listen to the rest of the episodes all available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. I'll leave some comments, share them, and let me know what you guys think. Also, please make sure to go give Norman some love for coming on this week's episode and make sure to follow Mondo Shawin and listen to the newest release, Shinto. Really looking forward to new music from these guys. With that being said, I'll leave you with my favorite song from the new EP. This is Shinto 2, and make sure to stay tuned for the next episode of the All Right Take 5 podcast. Glad to be back, guys. Glad to have you back.